Today's podcast is What Does It Mean to Live in Freedom? Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. Galatians 5.1 says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You know, in the Amplified, it says it was for freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. I love this scripture. It is for freedom that he set us free. So what is freedom? Well, I used to think that I was free. I could worship with abandon. I love Jesus. But then I found out that I wasn't really free. I was being held back by what people thought about me. I felt that if they knew the real me, that they would reject me. Or I had to show people that I had it all together. You might call that perfectionism. And that if I wasn't okay, they would think less of me. So I had to control my circumstances and the lives of my children for me to feel safe. Well, I got to tell you, that's not freedom. It wasn't freedom for my kids, and it wasn't freedom for me. Webster's Dictionary gives the definition of freedom is to be able to think, live, act, or speak without any hindrance and restraint. Think about that for a minute. Is there an area of your life that you are not able to live think, act, or speak without hindrance or restraint? Are you being held back by anything? Are you being held back by your past mistakes or maybe what you have thought about yourself or what others think about you? If there's any place that you're not able to think, act, or speak without hindrance, then that's not really freedom. Maybe it's in repeating patterns of failure in jobs or relationships or even in finances. Or maybe you have a struggle with anger. Do you get easily offended or do your buttons get pushed and you lash out at those around you? Do you maybe feel responsible for others' happiness or for the negative circumstances in their lives? Are you constantly trying to fix them or things for them? Think about this for a minute. When you sit down at a computer, are you bombarded by the temptation to look at pornography or maybe to buy something that pops up on your computer? What kinds of thoughts do you have about yourself? Are your thoughts positive affirmations or are they negative ones? Like, do you think things like, I am highly favored, I am a child of the Most High, I am a warrior, I am a princess. I am chosen by God and I am loved. I am unique and special. Or are your thoughts more like this? I am bad. I am a screw-up. I'm damaged. I'm a failure. I'm defective. How we live is determined of how we think about ourselves, about our circumstances, and about God. You know, there's many other areas of bondage than the ones I've mentioned, I'd encourage you to ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you any place that you're being hindered or restrained, any place that you're not living uh, in a place of freedom. 
When I think about freedom, I think about a friend of mine. I'll call her Deb. Deb's not her real name. But Deb had a horrific childhood. Her parents were very abusive verbally. Um, They provided a good home and three meals a day, but they didn't give Deb any of the love or nurture that she longed for and needed. She was sexually assaulted at a young age, and Deb did what many people do. She began turning to other sources for love and comfort to fill that hole, that void in her heart. As a teenager, she ended up being addicted to drugs and alcohol and having multiple sexual partners. None of it brought the healing that she needed and desired. There was actually a point in her life that she was running from the police and from the drug dealers. And in the midst of that challenge, she met Jesus, and her heart healing journey began. It was a long road for her because of all the trauma and the pain that she had experienced. And there was the issue of the addictions and the mindsets that led her to them. But all along the way, God made a way for her. He brought her back from a place of suicidal thoughts, and he gave her plans to walk in a place of total healing and freedom. God is using her today mightily in his kingdom. She's one of my heroes. When I think of a biblical story that reflects about freedom, I think of the woman in Luke 7 that anointed the feet of Jesus. You know, the Bible doesn't name her, but it does describe her. Luke 7.37 says, And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair on her head and kissed his feet and anointing them with ointment. In verse 44, Jesus speaks about her to Simon. He said, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she's anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, because she has loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said, your sins are forgiven. Now, a few things to note about this story. Women were not honored in that day. In fact, often they were considered as property. A woman with a reputation like the one above would have been shamed and shunned from being in public settings. She knew her sin, and so did Jesus. But somehow she also knew that he was the Messiah and that he wouldn't be like other men that he deserved her extravagant expression of love and affection. It wasn't sexual. It was selfless. The oil she used was expensive. It actually would be equivalent to about 60,000 U.S. dollars today. She didn't use a cloth. She used her own hair. She kissed his feet, not his face. She risked further ridicule and exposure by her actions, and she did not care what people thought of her. She was willing to risk being shamed and humiliated again to express her love for the Savior. That looks like freedom to me. She did not let her past define her or limit her actions. She acted without hindrance. According to Webster's definition, she was free. Was she free in all areas of her life? Well, maybe not. But in this instance, she was free from the opinions of men. 
She was free from the poverty spirit. You see, she didn't hold on to that ointment, keeping it for another day. Did she need more healing in her heart to change her lifestyle? Probably. We don't really know the extent of her healing that day, but Jesus said, you're forgiven. We can't track her because we don't know her name, but I'd like to believe that she was one of the women that followed Jesus. Maybe, just maybe, she was one of the first women to arrive at the tomb of that morning of resurrection, to discover that he was alive, and to run back through the town excitedly, telling all of the others. You see, living in freedom is much better than living in bondage. Not being driven by the opinions of others, not feeling responsible for the messes of others, or being tempted to watch pornography, that is freedom. You know, sometimes we're taught how to manage our sin. And trust me, managing your sin is better than participating in it, but that's not true freedom. Living free doesn't mean that you don't have challenges, but it does mean that your perspective and your enjoyment of life completely changes. You know, another biblical picture of freedom is David as a young boy. You know the story. David went to check on his brothers only to find out that they were being taunted by the enemy. David was young and he had no battlefield experience. He had inferior weapons. He had no armor and yet he went up against Goliath. Goliath would have been enormous compared to David. His taunting had the generals and the army shaking in their boots. But David's perspective came from a place of freedom. He believed that no matter what the circumstances, God was with him. Rather than play it safe, he stepped out in boldness and he defeated Goliath. Apparently, he put fear into the ranks of the Philistines because the other four brothers of Goliath didn't bother coming after David. You know, King Saul thought that Goliath was too big to fight, but David thought that Goliath was too big to miss. You know, like David, many of us have had seasons in our life when we have felt free. You know, there were other seasons in his life that he wasn't free. But the encouraging news for us is that God still called David a man after his own heart. Regardless of David's sin, God always saw the man that he was destined to be. That's the same way it is for us. God looks at us, and it's not that he doesn't see our past, but he sees our future and what he has declared for us. Years ago, we had a man come to us for ministry, and he had an addiction to pornography. He had tried everything. He had tried 12-step groups, Bible study, prayer, and many other healing ministries to get free. He was desperate. It was interesting because he sat down with us. He said, you know, I don't even think I agree with you guys theologically, but I am so desperate to be free of this addiction to pornography. He said that he was willing to go to join his mustard seed faith with our faith and participate fully with the RTF ministry process. He did. He walked through the whole process of breaking off the sins of the fathers and identifying ungodly beliefs, of getting some of the wounded places in his heart healed during soul spirit healing, and the, the roots, getting to the roots of that pornography addiction. And then as we walk through the, the demonic oppression, getting rid of that demonic oppression that had so affected his life. It was absolutely amazing. He looked different. He was over the top excited at how different he felt. 
you know what the difference was? He was free. As we checked in with him a few weeks after the ministry, he was still celebrating his newfound freedom. He said, you know what? I can sit in front of a computer now without any temptation. You know, that's freedom. Friend, I want to encourage you to pursue true and lasting freedom. Don't settle. Don't allow the enemy to convince you that you're not giving into sin is really freedom. It's not. Believe me, there will come a day when you're tired or you're sick or you're discouraged that Satan will send his minions in an all-out assault, and you'll find that you don't have the discipline to fight him off. Because see, when he has legal ground to your life, he has power over you. But when you take away his legal ground, you'll experience true and lasting freedom. Will you pray with me today? Father God, I thank you that according to Galatians 5.1, Jesus died to give me freedom in every area of my life. Lord, I thank you that my freedom isn't based on my performance, but it's based on his shed blood. Thank you that you're always ready and willing to forgive me. I confess today I am not walking in total freedom in all areas of my life. I repent for, and right now just repent for the things that Holy Spirit brings to mind. I repent for maybe it's walking in fear or anxiety, walking in sin, the sin of unbelief or deception or sexual bondage. Whatever those areas are, Lord, I repent. I ask for your forgiveness in partnering with these things. Right now, I receive your forgiveness. I choose to forgive myself for allowing these things to hold me back and to hinder me from complete freedom. I forgive those who have contributed to my sin in these areas. So right now, just forgive those people who have contributed to that. And I embrace your forgiveness. I choose this day to turn from these things and to begin anew. I want to be completely and totally free. I want all hindrances of thoughts, of actions of the past to be removed. Give me wisdom and strategy, Lord, on how to walk in total and complete freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And our declaration today is, I declared today that Christ died to give me freedom in every area of my life. I choose to continue on this journey to be totally free in every area. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.